Hey, pontificators, you're going to hear my voice a few times throughout this episode. Just want to give you a heads up. This episode is one part of two parts. Um, we're going to finish off this week, and then next week we'll have part two. Enjoy. Yo, what's good? Yo, we back in season two. Yeah, we about to get real New York. So I'm saying, like, follow, subscribe. And y'all, we finna be it's live. you be back again. To tell your friends, to tell your ratchet ass friends. Thought we was gone, but nah, no, we ain't. That you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah. Uh, what up? <laughs> it's your girls. <laughs> So that's a headbanging. That's a headbanging. I'm not even gonna lie. Every time, every time I hear it, I'm like, "Yo, this, this is the shit." We really did is. that. We did do that. Great. How are you guys? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caught you by surprise, huh? Yeah. Sure did. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. That that was fast. Right. <laughs> Oh, just, that question rolled up real quick. That's just crazy. keep you keep you on your toes. Keep you on your toes. This has been a week. It really has been. I think everyone is sick. Everyone's exhausted. And what's this, this virus going around? Yeah, what the fuck is RSV? I said not another Pokemon <laughs> card. <laughs> like, yeah, is that the one? I, I don't think it comes up as COVID, but everyone has it. No, it doesn't. It's, it's like, like a respiratory, respiratory. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're saying it's COVID related. Oh, it's COVID, of course. Children and babies <laughs> yeah. are getting it. They're like children and babies, but like my cousin called me and she's like, "Oh yeah, my son has it." And she's like, "Oh, I have it too." I'm like, "Wait, you had you have it? I thought it was just you know." No, my coworker, my coworker had it. <laughs> yeah, and I had two a, coworkers who had it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The job gave them time. No, no. It's like highly contagious. So. We fuck. are. They said, <laughs> do you know the times time we're living in? Right? You know the times we're living in? They said, uh-uh, y'all not going to try to pull this bullshit again. The only reason why we got the 10 days for COVID is because that was a state law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's the only reason why. They and they were fuck. fighting it, too. And they're like, five, yeah. four. I'm like, wait, see, I'm still <laughs> sick. Like, like, I'm still dying here in the air. What is wrong with you? You want me to be coughing over people's drinks and coffees and stuff? Right. Absolutely. Three days came out and they were like, good luck with that too. They it was <laughs> Oh, they definitely um HIV that one. They, they, were like, just, they were like just the gay community. Like, babe, I don't think that's how it works, but okay. Okay. Most, mostly men. Gay men. Right. Right. Oh, that, was, that was a weird time, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't it? Wild? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was down at I was down at the the hospital trying to lie and say that I'm um trans so I could get the vaccine. I was like, I I don't want bumps on my face, leprosy, baby. No, I don't know, but, but I was wasn't, I wasn't, but I wasn't afraid of. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe you I fed it. Maybe I fed into the propaganda. I just didn't feel like it was. I was like, oh, monkey pops. Listen, don't threaten me with some shit on my face. I'm like, COVID, fine. (laughs) Bumps on my face, all over my body, absolutely not. Shoot me up. Shoot me up. Okay. I was concerned, but I could not get a vaccine. Like, it was like a lottery. Like, you had to be there when they released it. Mm And by the time you hit in your like your address, it was like, sorry, try again next time. I tried like four times, and I was like, well... 
I guess I'm gonna just be not out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm gonna just not. I don't know. I, I was. I did feel bad because I'm like I definitely took that slot away from a gay man who probably needed it more. Wait, so you got the vaccine? Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, I got no, that so vaccine. You was joking? No, I'm not. So, I'm not getting bumps on my face. So they, so they said, "Let's take this trans man in." Let's. Uh... That lady, first of all, I had a black doctor who shot me up. They pulled up all of my information and she was like, oh, I can see that you had the smallpox vaccine when you were a kid. And I said, well, she could tell I got a vaccine when I was a kid. She also know I was born a woman and I'm literally dragging it. Dragging it. I, I was the only woman in that center. <laughs> she wasn't playing. But also, also you work in a, you're a bartender, so you're in contact with people mm-hmm. a lot. And I feel like- yeah. It's also a lot of hand. It's it's hand to hand contact too. It's not like yeah, right. So you're that, no. you're in an environment that I think my coworker okay. who's my baby. He's the one who convinced me. He's so toxic and chaotic. I love him. He was like, no baby, like you work here too. Like let's get it. And I was like, right. He the one who told me about the lottery. And he was like, he was like, do it right now. They releasing it right now. I was at we were at work and I was like, got him, got him. Yeah. That was good. Um. Okay. Let's let's get into it as we lollygag. Yes. Let's start yes. with, is it just me? Okay, is it just me? Or, I mean, as we, we all know by now, Brittany Griner is home. Excited. Um, but now I'm seeing, like, all this stupid ass. <laughs> Sonia, not to but, cut you real quick. Y'all got yeah. the same haircut. <laughs> That's not that's funny to low. That's, that's not funny. That's, 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 that's not funny to low. No, it's that's not funny. Up. It's not funny at all. But I... <laughs> Bro. What the fuck? Oh, nah, go ahead though. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead though. No, that's crazy. No, what I want let to me, say, that's Let me crazy. just say yeah, that yeah. the thoughts of one of us are not the thoughts of all of us. <laughs> Each individual has this. We are we are individual thinking people. Bro, and that is not shade. Y'all got the same cut. Now, what's, what's wild? wild? Okay, okay. Let me just address that statement. <laughs> hey, pontificators. Just want to clear some things up. Brittany Griner was not forced to cut her hair off while in jail. Instead, it was something she did on her own accord because she was afraid that her hair would freeze in the harsh Russian winters. Just want to clear some things up on the podcast. This episode was recorded shortly after her release, before we knew all the facts of her release. Thank you. It was so crazy. Uh, also, as many of you may know, may not know, they cut her hair and she had dreads. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure for how long she, well, locks. I'm not sure how long she had them, but they were very long. And, you know, Black women, women as a whole, yes. But Black women, our hair is so very important mm-hmm. to us. Like, even me having no hair, I had to, like, I had to convince myself it was okay to have no hair. Because it is such a thing in a black community to have like hair and take care of it and stuff like that. So to have your hair forcibly cut off after going through all the other traumas of being in a fucking Russian jail, to have your locks and also locks are not like for some people mm. locks are very spiritual. They're very like they, they they mean more than just like my hair. It's a it's a connection to like the earth and to like uh your religion and it's, it's a lot. You're, yeah. yeah. So to have your locks cut off is so dehumanizing Mm -hmm. she's a woman she's a queer woman she's black in this all-white racist country being held unjustly 
and now you're gonna take my hair away so it's just really 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 fucked up and i just feel so bad for her i mean i feel bad for everything yeah. she went through but that's like the icing on the cake like what the fuck i didn't expect that yeah i did yeah, not that expect crazy. that when i saw her i was like is that no hair like i yeah, mean no you hair. can tell that she's happy to be back and i'm i'm so grateful and happy that she is for her family for you know whoever was rooting for her for her but the no hair i know that's killing her inside like please have a i hope she has a a, a therapist counselor life coach yeah. set up everything, everything. Set up. Yeah. Like, yeah that is just so because the support she that she's through. going right. to need she needs it yeah yeah her, yeah she she needs it yes write your book have your buy you know you know your, your documentary lined up good but also it's just very important for her to I'm get sorry. the counseling that she needs huh i'm sorry you said a book Whatever, whatever. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's I thought she had like a book no, or a documentary. No, I was I'm about sure to say, I'm sure it's coming. Like, baby, it go should to be coming first. because you know niggas want to know. Oh, what's if up? I was taller and lighter, I would audition to <laughs> play her in the documentary. Okay, no, okay that, Sydney, that's so fucked up. Let's give a love in basketball. <laughs> the double dribble. So I don't know, like, cause you know, you know what, you know. You can attach your locks back, right? I wish they would have like, just given her locks back. Where they probably threw them in a the trash can. They probably right. did, right? Yeah, they probably. I'm almost certain know, they threw them in a the trash know. can because they I said know. she was like in slave like yeah prison. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like and if they moved that's her. truth or whatever it is. They moved her from where she was but, to another right camp to the work camps yeah yeah mm-hmm. I've, I've read asada's book so i know how they treat political prisoners mm-hmm. so i'm pretty sure it wasn't no goddamn cakewalk and i just think it's so right. fucked up like that victor bout booth whatever he has over what 25 years Brittany got nine uh paul whelan got whatever served four and they could have did a two for one but wait, wait, I want to address that right now. Okay, okay. that's that's more right. just me. All right, all right. Um, basically, people are mad that she got sent home instead of Paul Whelan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite takes on this topic is no one knew who Paul Whelan was until <laughs> <laughs> until <laughs> until now. I'm included, right? Right. Um, when we did we, we did our our, our Brittany Griner episode, we discussed them. We didn't even say his name. We just said they're holding a marine <laughs> in jail. <laughs> Right. Okay, no idea who this man is. So the outrage is like, can y'all stop fucking lying? Like, yes, yeah, so outrage. Mm-hmm. Also, he is Canadian. Now he holds he holds four uh, different countries as his citizenship: mm-hmm. um, Canada, Britain, U.S., and I think I don't know a fourth one, France. I don't know fucking know. But this man is a Canadian-born person. All right. So all these fucking patriots, patriots. He, he's not even American. Yes, he did. He was a U.S. Marine, but he was not fucking oh. born in America. Mm-hmm. How does that exactly? Work? Exactly. Yes. Look, do do all the faces because what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Did you hear? She was like, I hope, I hope President Biden is doing all he can because I don't understand why I'm still here. You wasn't born here. His, wait, first of all, his brother said they made a good choice. Um, yeah, Damn. he was. This, uh, listen, and I, this is this is not Double to shit homicide. on him. I don't want shit on him because that man's going through it. Right. But also, he's a white Warriors. man, and my sympathy is, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. However, he was dishonorably discharged for larceny. Mm-hmm. He's now was he? Yes, he was. Yes, he, he was. Um, he uh, yes, okay. What else? Because born in Canada, he's jailed for espionage, right? So the thing is, he is not Brittany Griner. That's a different. That first, also, there are three other countries who could be fighting to get him back too. 
let's three other major countries right. because maybe not Canada, but Britain is just Britain is a, a world power just like the US. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and yeah, next door, y'all can walk over and pick him up. That's why Putin is problem. like, oh nah, Britain like, or nothing. Britain exactly. or nothing. Exactly. So, so they have to make a choice. So, yeah, to say no, people are saying he was even on the table. He wasn't right. even on the table. He was not for negotiations to be released. Mm-hmm. They said, you can have her back. Give us the arms guy. And the arms guy was like, please. And I think the arms guy, his he was due to come back in like 2030. Mm-hmm. His, um, his time was up. So he had only had a few more years left anyway. So all these like crazy ass Americans, you know what I mean, white people, who are trying to act like this is unjust. It's like, you didn't even know who this man was, first mm-hmm. of all. So shut the fuck up. And second mm-hmm. of all, this black woman, first of all, you're a U.S. Marine. Now, whether or not he was doing espionage or not, he that, that that's a work-related issue. Right. He said, nah, wasn't it? Right. That's what <laughs> he like, said, nah. He was doing espionage for who, though? Exactly. For, who knows for who? I don't even know for who, because he was no longer a U.S. Marine. So I don't know if it was one of the other countries he's a part of. Mm, Brittany Griner was forced to go overseas to play mm-hmm. for money to for support money. her family and herself. Right. And got caught with, like, a, a handful of fucking weed. She should have gotten the same, bro. Right. I mean, by, by handful, I meant like a, a pinch of salt. Oh, know, like, like a pinch of salt. Like a, yeah. like a yeah. taste. Like a taste. Uh, uh, just a little exactly. taste. Exactly. Okay. Like a little, little, little sauce. Like, taste the sauce. <laughs> yeah. It's too good. Correct. Got it. Because <laughs> I was like, I hate so, Oh, no. And I just feel like America, like you're showing your racism again. You're doing mm, it. You're yeah. doing that thing where you act like you care, but you don't. And you're just being fucking racist. He's a white man. And she's a black queer woman. And you don't give a fuck about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had thing I want to. I had somebody say to me, "I don't, actually, I don't even want to repeat it because it was and it was a black person. It it was so outrageous, and I was like, they basically said, how dare they? He was like, we got Joanna man, and they got an arms dealer, and I was just like, who was this black person? It doesn't Joanna matter. Man. Funny, and I was just like, this is the problem." This, yeah. Like, That's just say that you're scared that they got back an arms dealer while they're upset at us because it's tricky. But yeah, I was wondering how the fuck that's gonna work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but even like, someone said they said the U.S. is the biggest arms dealer there is because well, they so literally so, they go to the Walmart shooting it up. You are absolutely right. What? Yeah, you're it's right. like yeah, the, the lies is lies upon lies. We have a school shooting. Right now, what just happened? Oh, <laughs> I don't okay. mean to laugh, but so it's... stop acting like you care about guns. You don't care about guns. You don't care right. about none of this shit. We America is the biggest problem mm-hmm. when it comes to this topic. So don't act like you're so outraged. Like, like stop. It's, it's lies upon lies upon fucking lies. Man, I'm just happy that girl home. I'm just happy yeah. that girl home. Yes. When I saw her yes. in that that jet, I, I was like, man, yeah. I could just imagine. I can yeah. just imagine how she felt. Like, yeah, it, it, it felt really good to see her. I was like, wow, she's really home. And her wife yeah. was all cheesing with her little nice, pretty teeth up in the White House. And my thing is, like, people wasn't <laughs> saying that shit when they went and got ASAP Rocky, I don't see color as. No, right. Right. So, right. Just just say y'all hate it, but y'all hate it because she's a, a queer, a queer woman. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yep. But she had people rallying for her, though. Like, they never stopped. So, Shout out, shout out to them. They really was fighting the, the NBA. Niggas was really trying to put their life on the line to go. So and get her back. I just I just you know? hope that this does bring like reform to the WNBA and it can make money. 
Right. Like I saw this, uh, uh, I don't know her name, but she was a player. She was talking about, she was like, she's not even asking for to make, to make as much as LeBron, which you should ask for that, whatever. But she was saying she wants the same contracts they get. So like they, they don't get any money off, off their, um, off their sales. Mm-hmm. So when they sell a Jersey, they get no money, but like LeBron and them do. It's crazy. It is so crazy. she was like, if we, if we even got profit sales, profit shares, we would do better like that, but we get nothing. They just get paid their salary. And that's, they don't get any, let's, let's get their own endorsement. They don't get any profits from games or or merchandise and that stuff. But then the, the NBA me. does get profit from those things. That's crazy. Yep. And their thing is, well, y'all are not selling out seats, so y'all are not selling out stadiums. So because they don't have the we, same coverage, right? So it's like, why should we pay y'all for this stuff? Because you're not you're not selling anyway, so we're not gonna pay you for you know the things right. that we just discussed. That's why they don't get paid. Because they're not selling. They don't got the crowd. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. All right. Speaking of uh, sports, Ty, you have a... I do. Because I did not know that soccer could be so goddamn political. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. The death of the journalist Grant Wall, which I'm never going to, like be bringing up a white man but this is crazy like Mm -hmm. the fact that Qatar and they were already in the media during this world cup um season because they had migrant workers dying while they were making all of this money from the world cup so people were kind of they were protesting that the world cup was even held in Qatar because they are basically killing uh gay people in the street they're like have a staunch thing and so everybody thinks that uh grant wall who is a um a sports journalist he's a soccer journalist um he's like an advocate for blacks and gays and he was detained two days before because he had on a rainbow shirt with a soccer in the middle so he was detained at the stadium and then two days later he's dead and I'm like, this is a football match. I don't know. I don't watch the World Cup. I do watch the World Cup every four years. I don't watch soccer. I watch the World Cup because it's such, um, it's really sad. I only watch the last match because I can't watch grown men cry on, on, it is so emotional. Like they, they work up four years to like win this thing and then they don't win and they like, they are bawling on the field. I mean, it's great theater, but also very heart wrenching. <laughs> But I'm like, I the fact that these that Qatar could profit off of their hate, like it's crazy. And I think they're also talking about having them um host the Olympics. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like absolutely why? not. Why are they why are they even pick somebody else know. to do it? Yeah. <laughs> like that is crazy. They should not I, I don't know who who picks the place, but like Qatar is not it. Qatar like, has been working so hard. On their country, oh man, have they? they? Yes, I went to Qatar back in what 2017, 18, something like that, and everything has changed. Oh, they've been preparing for this bullshit. Yeah, because they, they preparing for the money, yes. and I'm like, they sh- even though I'm like the people of the the country, like they shouldn't have to pay for it. But like, I'm sorry, there are certain views that you have that it it it, it shouldn't align with people's dollars or Correct. people having to die. Right, right. Because how many of these players are queer, gay, whatever, and then their life is at stake for your own entertainment? Like it is, 
it, I was confused wild. about that. When I heard yeah. that, I'm like, Qatar? The Middle East? Why? What's happening here? Yeah. Like, this is, this is, it, it, it wasn't given. I it's don't know. So I don't know who picked that, but. It's very, they, they, they bought it. They bought the. It's crazy. They bought oh, the World Cup, I guess. They bought the World Cup. Probably, like, the this money. my assumption, because I don't understand. Because <laughs> who picks? Who picks? Like, yeah. they need to pick someplace else. Not America, because we got our own shit to go on. Go somewhere else. Go to, go to Brazil. Whatever. Maybe, <laughs> right. Go somewhere yeah. else. Go to Ireland. I don't know, but get the fuck up out of Qatar. Like, that is yeah. crazy. And RIP to that man. Yeah, that's really crazy. That is Not crazy. me caring about sports, because I said, holy shit. And a white man. Two for one. It a twofer, a double homicide. Oh, that was in poor taste. Mm, we on a roll today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Oh God, let's cancel it. Yeah, I'm not trying to be Stallone at all today. What I do? What I do? Anyway. Oh no, 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 no. I did nothing. I did nothing wrong. Viewers. All right, it's time for our favorite. Segment. Eric. I have a good one. Um, so uh, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> the Grammys are February 5th, 2023, and they're doing a tribute to Winnie Houston. And they decided to pick by far the most soulful singer they could find, J Lo. It's me again. Um, since recording this podcast, it has also been made aware that J-Lo will not be performing a tribute song to Whitney Houston at this year's Grammys, as you were. And I'm just kerfumbled. Like, of all the people, of all the people. You know what? They didn't hear the intro. I'm going to send them my intro. Once they hear me do the... Maybe they'll, maybe they'll swap, swap me in for her. Because why the hell did I pick J-Lo to, to do a, a Whitney Houston tribute? Why? And she had the nerve to say she thinks she has the vocal range to do it. Do you think, you, you think so? Unless you know, it's going to be a, a spoken word. She should not be doing this. Bro, she, she should not be doing this. The N-word, you know? I remember in that song, I was like, wait, is that what? What song was I'm real? The way oh. you I was like, did she, she say just... Yeah. That was the Shanti thing in that song, though. <laughs> it sure wasn't. It wasn't her, it was Shanti. <laughs> um, so I saw that circulating on the medias of socials. And I said, this is a meme, as my cousin calls it. <laughs> this has to be a meme. It, it's a meme. I think, I think the Grammys is doing a surprise. It's a, it's a switch, <laughs> a bait and switch. Is that what it mm. is? I think it's okay. a bait and switch. Because um, of all the people... If they wanted somebody white, Celine Dion's still alive, right? Okay, she's sick, but she's alive. oh, she's sickly. Yeah, she got yeah. diagnosed with something recently. Oh, oh, you know. thoughts and prayers. Um, is uh, 
What's that girl name? Mariah. She could. She could. No, 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 not Mariah. She can't sing for years. Uh, I know. Kelly Clarkson. Huh? Kelly Clarkson can still do it. Oh, we talking about whites, right? I'm like, uh, Amber Riley's still alive and and thriving, and young, and And young. Um. You could have got little Ariana Grande ponytail, the ponytail slayer. Definitely could have got the Grandes. <laughs> um, if you wanted to go and get somebody racist and white, uh, Sabrina Claudio is that girl alive? Sabrina Claudio, who I think are two two older white women. Um, is it Bet Bet Midler, Reba McIntyre, Reba Bet Midler? There's another white lady that could have done it. Dolly There's Parton. a lot of them. There's so many. There's so, There's so many. <laughs> if you wanted to go, like, there are so many other people that you could have got before you picked Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. It's very shocking. And not here's my thing about Jennifer. It. Jennifer Hudson. Why not? I mean, nobody want to hear her well, I, I but she's I the obvious it. choice because right. you know. I, uh, Fantasia, I mean, in Yolanda these, Adams, where she been? She ain't done a song in a while. She ain't done a tribute right. in a while, and she's a tribute queen. They what? They couldn't get Mary and Mary, Mary, Tina no, and Erica. Like, like what? Just Mary, Mary, get them. They could have got Donnie McClurkin <laughs> if they wanted to go with a man. I would take. I would take Luke they James. Could have got, got Titus. Is that his real name? Is it? What's his real oh, name? Titus um, Burgess. Yes. Yes. Get could've Titus. I'm having nobody take, take Kirk. I, I would take motherfucking Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> and I know Brandy is writing in that journal as we speak every day. Because she is like, how dare they not pick me? Monica is, I, I'm surprised Gunica is not on the lives talking about how the Grammys have lost their goddamn mind. It's very shocking. Let's just see how it plays out. Jennifer Lopez. And my question is like, I mean, you know what? You have to hype yourself up. But my question is like, why would she take on the role? And it's, I ask this a lot about <laughs> a lot of like a lot of questionable things artists do, actors as well. Why did you accept the role? You know what I mean? You 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 thought really that you had the same vocal range as Whitney Houston when the top singers say they can't do some of her runs, they can't sing like her. Like people who are sangas. I'm sorry. In the year of our Lord, Jasmine Sullivan. Well, Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine. Jasmine. It just really don't like you know how something settles in. Jasmine. I'm like Jazzy Jazz. Y'all can get jazz. Yeah, she was available. I'm sure. Even her, we could have got her. Her. Get oh. Gabby. Yes. The point is, the list is endless. <laughs> I would even take I would even take a, a Chloe Bailey sexy rendition <laughs> of <laughs> Chloe. You think your Chloe should do you give no, love? I'll take SZA. I'll take SZA. No, I'll take SZA. Now that's a Jersey Queen, but nobody has <laughs> nobody wants to hear Whitney Houston in script. Okay, <laughs> like Listen I'm in. sorry. I'll, I'll take her. SZA I'll sings in cursive. Oh, you got Haley. Haley, she's you know she's more uh, melodic. Even yeah. she's also our new uh, Black Mermaid. The point is, anybody. And you know what's so funny? I mean, I do love a conspiracy, but they always say she's an industry plant, um, Jennifer Lopez. They've been saying and that for years. It's true. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I have to. I got to gotta be What true. does an industry plant even mean, though? That I don't know. But <laughs> I will say this. 
she may or may not be one, but Tommy Matola, he oh he did, yeah, he did push her to the forefront just despite Mariah Carey. That I believe because men ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think from there it just kind of like spiraled out of control. Now she's just like this she's just industry plant mastermind who's just like, <laughs> right. who watches her movies. My thing is cause who what you talking about? That um what's what's the the main movie Made in Manhattan? That was my shit. She had one come out like I think this year. No one watched it. I don't think anyone watched it. Wait. She's still making movies? I think so. She exactly. that one. Wait. I think it's called Just Married or Marry Me. Marry with, me. Um, Marry Me. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. flat nose. That was it. that was in the theaters, right? I yeah. can't be funny. Wow. It was in movie theaters. Yeah. Yes. It was in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Wow. She is really um here's the thing i don't want to say humble yourself because i don't believe in one humbling themselves i don't believe in that you know mm-hmm. but i do think like we have to be realistic uh, i don't know i'm torn but, but i just think she just wrong. turned out yeah because because she no. also was upset that she had to share uh nfl yeah. with shakira uh-huh yeah. and it's like international superstar shakira <laughs> shakira shakira that Shakira? Hips don't lie, Shakira? Hips don't lie. How dare you? I work in a club, and I can tell you, at least I work four days a week, and I'm pretty sure three out of those four days, I'm, we're hearing Shakira, Shakira, and the crowd goes wild every time. Listen, I'm exactly. still trying to get I'm my hips to move share. like that. I'm huh? still trying to get my hips to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't quite get it together. Right. So what you talking about? How dare you? And also, lots of other artists have shared the stage mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl a lot. Like, Beyonce, who was she with? Adam Levine? Oh, was she? Right, is that No, I maybe her first time ever. Yeah, that she... Before before um, her her own concert. Right. It was someone else. Before, <laughs> before the Bay Bowl. Jan, even Janet Jackson and, <laughs> and, you know, the infamous... Right, and you, you think know? you... First of all, Crazy, I would like, even take a Janet Jackson tribute to Whitney Houston before Just I mm-hmm. listen to Jennifer Lopez. Now, I'm going to tune in on the of socials. Course. I'm going to watch it through TikTok through somebody else watching it because I'm not giving them my views. That's insane. That's Crazy. insane. Wow. We going to see it, though. We going to talk about it. Right. Shit, let me start. I'm going to... Me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> right just start singing i love the lord right i love the lord like girl that's how good that's how good with jennifer lopez you know what i was watching the um the the quinta and oprah interview mm-hmm, me and too. they were cackling over the fact that they never felt imposter syndrome and i was like i can't relate <laughs> I cannot relate to these people. And now I need to watch Jennifer Lopez interviews because I'm like, is she also someone who doesn't believe in in imposter syndrome? She thinks she's worked hard for everything that she's gotten. She said it on in in multiple uh, interviews. Yes, she has. Yes, she has. I've never watched a Jennifer Lopez interview. I mean, I've just come across things. I don't, you know, set out to be like, oh, let me type this in and see what's going on. (laughs) Let me tap in. No, let me. Yeah, no, but she's definitely, I've I've read and heard multiple times that she's worked her ass off for what she has. Nothing was handed to her. So she most definitely does not have imposter syndrome. No way. She thinks she deserves all of it and more. So interesting yep 
<sighs> I guess she could dance, you know. I don't know. I, I can't dance. I mean, so. she has worked hard in her life, I guess. Right. And she yeah. shows up to work. Viola. No, I mean, here's the thing. She does work hard. Or, or she, 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 she's been working, right? I just feel like you cannot sing. Right. You're not a singer. Everyone is not a singer. You're an entertainer. Right. Because mm-hmm. I will, listen, I may watch, I tried, no, I tried to watch that movie with her and Viola. What movie was that? I forget. When it's, she was getting abused? Yeah. And it, it, they're like back to back on a, it's like a drama Oh yeah, it's like dark. I, I tried. I couldn't even tell you what that movie was about. I just know I said enough. I think that's the name yeah. of it. Enough. Enough. It was enough. The one is it enough? Fighting and stuff. No, 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 enough. With the kid. No, no, enough. Yeah, it's with the kid. It's with the kid. Yeah, with her child, her daughter. Yeah, it's. With, I think it's but enough. Viola wasn't enough though, was she? No, I, no, no. That wasn't the movie with Viola. No, they. No, they had a different movie. Oh, that yeah, like it was like Jennifer Lopez, Viola Davis. Like if I I couldn't tell you what the movie I'm a, was actually I'm a look at it right about. Now. Like wait, did oh, y'all Lila and Eve? I'm sorry, didn't see that coming. Never Lila and Eve, two distraught mothers whose children were gunned down in a drive-by team up to avenge their what? deaths after what local authorities failed to take action. In 2015, in 2015. <laughs> it is an hour and 34 minutes. That I couldn't get through. I think I probably watched twenty five minutes of it. It was unbearable. I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be on. It's gonna be on stars at Uh five twenty five today. So if you (laughs) want, perfect. (laughs) Just got it. I will be tap right into it. I'll be too. But enough was pretty terrible. Enough was enough for me. But um, yeah, that was that was that was good at all. Also, fuck her because she got she married that man on a plantation. She right. Yeah, she did. Right. Wild. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wild. Um, so we have a special guest today. We have uh, Malika Bishop. I'm sorry, Malika Aaron Bishop. No and relation. She is, I'm she is <laughs> You are a fucking clown, she's bro. Gonna, she's gonna curse me the fuck out. She is uh, Salone's sister, so we're gonna bring her right in. Salone, did you dead ass just say no relation? <laughs> of course she could I'm I'm there. the disrespect is disrespectful look at our faces they can tell come on now they can they can it's the nose Wow, 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 wow. Oh, my insecurity of full blast. Thanks. <laughs> Just wow, 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 wow. <laughs> right. Always. Matter of fact, let me get a summer walker. The hell? Talk no, about she went too far. <laughs> what? What? She looks crazy to me. It's, uh, yeah. She yeah. don't look like herself at all. At all. It was so weird because she was so pretty. She was so beautiful. She was, but you know, oh, well. if you don't you feel know. pretty... You don't feel pretty. Mental instability, you know? Listen, mental health is a thing. Mental health is a thing. Okay, so guys, why the fuck do we have her on this week? Because it's holiday time. (laughs) And I don't know about y'all, but the family dynamics is just rearing its ugly head. So we are going to talk about family dynamics. We're going to talk about... um, 
navigating um, <laughs> the complexities, <laughs> the complexities of family and belonging as someone who's met their family later in life. Um, I can relate to it kind of because I kind of was reintroduced to my family at the age of 16. I think I was like in the ninth grade. Um, I wasn't with my fa- my father's side of the family from like nine until I was 16 years old because my mother just said, I don't know, boss. She said, fuck those niggas. And you won't see my daughter. And I was like, yeah, I have a daddy, but where that nigga went? Um, where he at, lady? And she was like, don't worry about it. You'll never see them ever again. Um, wow. Oh, God, my trauma. Wow, exactly. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Exactly. She hated that nigga. Um, so, yeah, so I can relate. And um, I will let Salone and Malika tell their story. And then we'll jump in from there. I will let Malika okay. tell her story, introduce herself. I don't know. Right. Uh, echo okay. off of that, you know, I'm the echo. So, so just like, just straight into the, straight into the fire. Okay, cool. Um, well, first of all, let me fangirl a little bit because I'm so excited to be here and I always be watching Damn. y'all. Y'all are hilarious as hell. I feel like the fifth friend that's on the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before I get into the heavy stuff, um, I was really curious to hear all about what y'all are mad about, mad at Eric for. Uh, <laughs> whole list. Um, book as a matter of fact of things that I'm mad at Eric for but anyway that's not why I'm here today um hi I am Malika Aaron Bishop folks and um the bishop in my last name is a new addition because for as long as I have ever known myself um I was always Malika Aaron if you look at any of my you know school diplomas from all of the billions of schools that I went to when I was younger it was always Malika Aaron. I was always the first person called in class. Um, that's how I knew myself. Um, and it really wasn't until I should backtrack. I'm Guyanese. Doesn't sound like it. Probably doesn't look like it. But um, I was a born here. I emigrated here um, just before high school, basically. And um, but I traveled a lot between Guyana and here. So I went to basically all over the world, went to schools all over the world, um, and all of those places known as Malika Aaron. I get to the States, I'm in high school, I make it through, much like you, to my junior year, and I will never forget this day, because I had just come back from, like, band practice or some shit like that, like, heavy into the band geekdom, when I was Me too, gang gang. Yes, listen. Okay. Yeah, I played the clarinet. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Also, not why we're here today. As Asia coughs, like, what? <laughs> First of all, actually, I too played in the band. <laughs> okay. Oh, so we like saxophone oh, and that's up the So we Let's just get our shit together yes, right now. So I'm home from RAM practice and the phone rings. I didn't have no cell phone back then. So this is like mm-hmm. a real phone, like connected to a cord that's in the wall, right? Like house phone. And this guy is on the other end of the phone. He, is, he says, hi, can I speak to Malika? And I'm like, yeah, speaking. And he's like, I had hella attitude in high school. 
and he was like, my name is Steve and I'm your brother. And I was like, <laughs> that's cute. What do you really want? And he was like, no, um, I'm your brother. Like your father has a lot of kids and you're one of them. <laughs> Sir, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm an only child. I've been an only child my entire life and I don't have brothers and sisters. So you've got the wrong number. He goes, if you don't believe me, go ask your mom and then call me back. Oh, wow. Wow. wow, wow. The confidence. He left me me his telephone number and hung up. (laughs) Y'all. I don't even know the story. I walked into my mother's bedroom (laughs) and I was like, uh, so funny thing. Somebody was just on the phone and he says that um, he's my brother. Dot, 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 silence. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. I'm blinking at her. She's blinking <laughs> at me. <laughs> and then she gives me the, the biggest views down that you could ever hear in Guyanese. I can't even repeat it. But basically, her stance was, what do you mean? Of course you have brothers and sisters. Your father was a whore and blah, 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 blah. He been had brothers and sisters. Um, And, like, something about them not wanting me and, like, all this other stuff. It was a whole rant, right? So deflection, 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 deflection. So then I had to humble myself and call Steve back, like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently, (laughs) I'm the one that's dumb in this scenario. Like, I'm the one that don't know what the fuck is going on. Hi, nice to meet you. And so basically, he arranged for um, one of my other sisters, one of our other sisters, to come get me from Jersey, um, pick me up. No, that's not even what happened. The first time around, um, me and a really good friend of mine turned sister at the time because she was the one that ended up taking me in once my mother and I separated. Whole other story. She actually rode with me to Queens and um, my sister picked me up from there and took me to meet my dad. Mm -hmm. And... What was that like? Yeah, what was that like? It, what year is this? It was this was two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was a junior okay. in high school. So you were here. Two thousand two. No. Oh, okay. So okay, you weren't here yet. Not here. Okay. Oh wow. No one's here yet. So I. It's so crazy because you guys are learning as I am as well, because we don't, we just shoot the breeze, shoot the shits. We just know we're sisters and we, we don't, we don't go back <laughs> in time. Like, Hey, so, uh, how, uh, how did this go down? Like we've never spoken about this ever, ever, ever. So I'm learning too. Yeah. So that was the first, first time that was in 2001. By the time Salone came around, I hadn't really, well, let me back up and answer your question. How was that? Uh, it was, it was a lot is the best way I could describe it. It was all of the feelings you could ever possibly have. Like I uh, always wanted to know where my dad was. 
And the person that I thought was my dad, this is the other thing. Like mm. in my early years in life, there was a father figure in my life. There was a person that my mother was connected to who I remember in my childhood. So I remember him in Guyana before I even left Guyana. I left Guyana when I was six. He's a person in my life that I remember, right? So when I think of my dad, when I, up until that point, when I thought of my dad, this is the guy that I thought of. Mm. And we even left Guyana and went with him to Grenada where I was living for a while and where he was living for a while. He had a whole career. Like there was a whole thing. Like I used to go to school with this dude. I used to go to work with this dude. Like this was my dad. Right. Right. Now he and my mom fell out and they separated. And so I always thought this was the guy and they separated because they had problems. And I was always the problem. In my mind, I was the problem. So in my mm. mind, I was the reason why my mother and my father were not together. And in mm. my mind, this dude, like, left me behind. So we're talking mm. abandonment issues. We're talking right. guilt. We're talking all the things, right? So this is, this is, like, all I've known up until 16. That narrative is in my head more than 16, 17. 17 years, right? We said by the time him and my mom separated, I was maybe eight. Okay. So we're talking a good decade, pretty much, of me in my head feeling like, oh, I'm the problem. Like, I'm the reason. It's like every divorced kid's narrative, right? If I was better, if I ate my vegetables, if I did this, if I did that, then maybe mm -hmm. they would still be together. Or maybe my mother would constantly be leaving to go someplace else. So there's all of that stuff that's sort of in your head. So when Steve called me, I'm like, yo, I got problems of my own, dude. I don't know who you are, who these kids is. I don't know what you're talking about. But like, I have, I, I had already had that narrative. But also a part of that narrative is the constant chase, like trying to be good enough, trying to be better, trying to find this person, trying to reach out, trying to, I was trying to parent trap the two of them, right? There was all this stuff. Your mom and your, and, my mom and, and your actual, that I thought. Was oh, like and your, oh, okay. So like all of this energy going into having this father in my life and wanting siblings and feeling very lonely and like always having to like if shit goes wrong in the house guess what it's only me it doesn't right. matter if i did it or not it's my fault right so when i met my dad it was like it was like an explosion of emotion it was relief it was anger it was sadness it was what the fuck it was disbelief it was how do I have this whole history that I don't know anything about it was disappointment that my mother didn't think that she could tell me the truth um it was disappointment that nobody on my mother's side who obviously knew the scenario didn't feel like they loved me enough to put me out of the misery I had clearly been torturing myself with, right? Like, it's not like I was quiet about what was going on in my head. So y'all all watched me torture myself <laughs> and did nothing about it. So there was a lot of that. And then there was a lot of it that made sense. Like, if there is a person, if there is a motherfucker on this planet that you can't tell shit, 
that's my father. And I have never seen that in anybody else but me. You can't tell me shit. I don't care who with you. I don't care what we're talking about. You can't tell me shit. And I get that from my dad. And I had literally never seen that. Like I, watching him in action was like watching myself in action in some ways. You're triggering me. Like, yo. You're triggering me. I gotta tell you. You're, you're I'm fucking sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a lot. It really was a lot. Um, that moment was really loaded. And those first few months were really nice. Like, um, I got to learn about his work. I got to learn where my love of music comes from. Were you um were you initially embraced immediately? By my father? Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. so. Yeah. I definitely think so. And a question, did you did you feel like, why didn't you look for me? Was that one of the questions? Like, if if you knew that I existed, why would you not, you know, try your best to find me or whatever? This, I think I mean, that comes later. I know for me that came later. Not that he didn't okay. find me. My father was in jail. But it mm-hmm. was like, it comes later. Because, like, first you're just like, I don't know. It's kind of like a... I was, like, completely relieved. Yeah. Okay. Because I, like... My mother's side of the family, I was raised by them mm-hmm. mo- most, I was raised by them. So it's like, I'm I'm always a little different. And because right. my mother's side of the family, my father's, they grew up together in the same building. So they have a shared knowledge outside of me mm-hmm. and they have a conflict before I can, like, I'm kind of like the glue that holds them together, mm-hmm. which is tricky as fuck, <laughs> but they have their own relationship outside of me already. But it was just like, oh, so you guys all knew and you knew what my mother was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I had aunts who would say that they're like, Oh, you know, your mother's tripping, but I'm like, but do something about it. But then they're like, well, I'm not getting into this. Right. So once I met my father, it, it was just like, when I met him again, I was just like, right, this is me. Like the same thing. It, it's, it's such a relief. Cause it's like, Oh, now I fully know who I am. I, I felt like a whole person. That's, that's why I asked how you, cause it, you kind of like, there's a a knowing. I don't know how to explain it. No, but you, I, that's I felt right. whole. It's a knowing. This, yeah, it, it was like okay. Now I, I I see the best parts of me. I I see everything. I see exactly who I am now. Yeah. I, the good and the bad from this side. The good and the bad from this side. That's really who I am. Yeah. And it was just like oh yeah yeah. But it was relief because yeah, tricky. Most of my anger at that point was directed at my mom, if I had to be honest with you. Um, my mom and my mother's side of the family. Because you, y'all really had me out here looking stupid, <laughs> is how I felt. <laughs> um, so to be honest, though, Simone, that's a lot of how I feel now about my dad. Mm-hmm. So, like, the if you knew, how come you didn't have to right. more about it? And that's what Ty was saying, that it comes later. It that's comes how later. I have to yeah yeah did did he know that you were you existed he did um and let him tell it um I was living at them living with them or living with him for almost two years actually which is crazy to me because that's two years of my life that I that I have no memory of and it's crazy because it's not like I have no memories of Guyana. I did leave Guyana when I was young, but I have memories of Guyana. 
I have memories of places I lived there. I have memories of things that I did there. I have memories of people I was with there. So to have these two years with all of these siblings that I completely have no, something must have happened because I blocked that shit out. Mm. Locked it out. It's completely blocked. Um, so, but to answer your question, Asia, he knew and the way he tells it, it's almost like he was protecting my mom from getting in trouble for how she took me out of the country and that, um, he thought that I was basically, he thought that I was, she was just taking me to go see my uncle in Montserrat, which she did do, but he thought that like, she was going to take me and come back. And we never came back. <laughs> like we just never came back. Like she left one day and then that was it. I was gone. Um, and then let him tell it. He didn't know that I was here. Like by the, all the traveling that I did, I ended up here. He ended up here. Um, but he didn't know until Steve told him and Steve didn't know until he ran into my aunt on my mother's side, just ran. I don't, to this day, I still don't know where they ran into each other because like, where do you ever go that Steve would be? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, unless Steve was at a church somewhere, I really have no idea where he would run into my aunt, but whatever. Say, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So, so my dad says that he didn't know I was here until Steve ran into my aunt. My mother says that she wrote him a letter and told him that I was here, that we were here, like year, like as soon as we got here. And she says that she wrote him that letter so that he could file for me, so that I would have the kind of life that I needed here. Um, and she says that he ignored that letter and that she never heard from him and he never reached out. So in her mind, she's like, well, fuck that nigga. And, you know, let my father tell it she's lying. And then there you are somewhere and in the middle trying to figure out right. the truth, which is so unfair and messy. Oh, parents. Right. And, you know, I don't really feel like, I don't really feel like I have to figure out the truth now, like 38 year old Malika now doesn't feel like I have to figure out the truth, but why? Because it doesn't matter. It why? really doesn't. It doesn't matter because ultimately I'm still the one who has to deal with the consequences, whether you reached out to him or not. Whether you knew I was here or not, I'm still living the life that I'm living right now based off of those decisions, whatever the decisions were. True. I still have to deal with the consequences. So I feel like oftentimes when I get in conversation with either one of them, it's like, well, if your dad had, or, you know, if your mother had, and I'm like, you're not, this is not, how does this help me? Yeah. It doesn't. Right. So no okay yeah i understand that yeah yeah because at this point it's just he's yeah it's just fodder he, for he, he yeah. said she said we don't get along he said she said nonsense exactly. right exactly so 
And you're right. You to be fair, there's there's probably truth in both of their stories. Right. I believe that he believes that like (laughs) I was here until he said something. And I believe that she believes that she sent a letter and said, Yo, I'm here. I believe them both. But that doesn't that doesn't help me. That doesn't change my life. So what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Um did once you met your family, all these siblings, mm. all these people, mm. did your your concept of family shift? Because you said that you you operate as a, a only child for seventeen years. This is almost two decades of you being you with you all the time. So now coming into a siblingship, yes, I just coined that term, a siblingship. <laughs> Um, trademarked (laughs) it's it's a different way to navigate with people now because now you have to not only just like when you think of siblings people think of like having to share but also like now you have to divide time with your dad with these people that already know him and now you 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 have to like kind of get in where you fit in huh that's an interesting question So this is going to sound bad? Wow, Mm -hmm. okay. Logging off. Well, Salone has already, she's already canceled us at the top of the episode. Five minutes in. Five minutes in, she has canceled us. So you're safe to say whatever the fuck. She said logging off. Yeah, I'm done. No, this is going to sound kind of bad, but like, you don't turn off only child after two decades. Oh, of course not. Like, you don't turn that off. So... I don't compete for shit. No. Um, But that's where some of the problems come in, right? Because I don't compete for shit. So I'm here now. You know I'm here now. And so if you're not making time to spend with me, if you don't find value in spending time with me, then that's a decision that you made. So I don't ever feel like I have to battle my siblings for my father's like appreciation I don't ever feel like I have to like wrangle and coerce time away from my siblings in order for my dad to appreciate me as far as I'm concerned like you made me and so if you want to be in a relationship with me then you'll be in a relationship with me and the fact that you're not tells me what I need to know so that's point number one. I don't know so know how you feel about that. But so that's one. But two, I also sort of carry that over into the relationships that I do have with my siblings, right? So Salone came through and we were thick as thieves as soon as she got here. Like as soon as she got here. Didn't even know how she got here. I'm like, oh no one ever said to me, oh. We found another. No, it was just like, oh, this is like, oh, this is. So I'm like, oh, well, she must have always been here. And uh, okay, cool. <laughs> no one Ask said no question. No one says anything. you came back. You came from Guyana to a house in Mad yeah, Siblings. You were like, right, right. let's go like, with the oh, house. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this is this is her. And it's like, again, this is why we never spoke about anything because 
what was there to speak about? I don't know. Like, there's nothing to speak right. about. She's just my sister. And that's it. I didn't know there was a whole history and a whole trauma and a, a thousand other siblings and siblings were still finding. Like, I, I can I just say, parents are so crazy because I know I have, like, my dad was a Rolling Stone, but we all know each other. But my youngest brother on my dad's side, is Puerto Rican. Full Puerto Rican. His, he is not my father's child, right? right. He He's a Puerto Rican man. Love him, love him dearly. And I remember when he came over, my dad came to the house with him as a baby in a, what's it called? A car seat? A car seat. Mm-hmm. Set him down and was like, this is your brother. He's, he's 20, Sorry. 28. And I'm, so, so I'm, I'm like 10 years old. Naja's like seven. Nakwaya's, I don't know how old Nakwaya is. Anyway, we're all there. 30. And he's like, this is your brother. And we're like, okay. Who is this Puerto Rican baby? <laughs> That's what... Now, who he is, is, so my brother Gregory, Gregory Jr., he's his mother's um, child. So my father had me with my mom. Then he had my sister with her mom. Then he had Gregory with his mom. Yeah. And then he had Nakwaya with my sister's mom. And then after that, Zoraida, which is Gregory's mom, had Joshua with a Puerto Rican man. <laughs> but my dad is like, he's very much of the nature. Like, if I'm with you, I'm with your kids. Right. Same. My dad. So like when they got back together again, he just brought him over and was like, this is your brother. And then we were all like, I think we were so, we were a baby. We were all like, a baby? How cool. This is our brother. But it wasn't until, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, we, you don't think about it until you're older. You're like, yo, you really brought him a whole Puerto Rican baby. <laughs> Didn't explain shit. Didn't right. say. You didn't say shit. Asked? No, we're I, we were young. No, we're young. Like, I was, he literally just dropped a baby in the house. He was your brother. We're like, okay. Oh, also, we're ten, and we were like, who? You know, it is it it. You know, it's like 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 this context clues. <laughs> so Gregory knew him, right? So because they lived together. So you knew the baby was safe. So we knew we knew this baby from somewhere. He didn't, it was a kidnap baby. But there was never a conversation like, well, they don't, you know, it was never a conversation where it was like, I'm with, I'm with Zoraida and because I'm a responsible man, right. I'm going to take in her child as well. No, that's not a talk. I don't think parents have with kids a lot, but I that was the, that, but that would have been the talk. Hey, I'm with this woman now and when she's a child. I'm going to take care of him also. And he's your sibling. You know Cause the that's, the, is, that's the full conversation, but that's not a talk. I would see problem, like, the problem is time, they think. Kids should stay in kids' places, and and they think children are stupid. Yeah, I don't care. There was one time my grandmother put extra gifts under the fucking Christmas tree <laughs> with the names Joshua and Jeremy. Me and my cousin wrote her a letter. <laughs> who is Joshua? Who is Jeremy? And whose gifts are these? We don't play that shit. I wish my mother would have brought a kid home. I would be like, who baby is this? But I think it's different. Like like me and my dad weren't. We're close now. When I was a child, we were not close at all. Also, it was like, just we, like, oh, we okay. Didn't, we didn't right. talk about shit. He was just this man. Mm-hmm. I know he didn't like me. He liked my siblings more. He liked Nadja and Kawhi much more, for whatever reason. So I was asking the questions. I was just like, whatever. Now, my mother started to tangent. My, I was the only child for 17 years also with my mother. And then she got pregnant. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I think to this day, my world is still rocked. <laughs> <laughs> I literally cried for her entire pregnancy. I cried. Like, I, it was devastating. Because she would always say, you want a sibling? I would say, I don't want any siblings. I have them. 
I don't want any. And I would tell her all the time. And then like, the, so when she found out she was pregnant, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. We went out. I remember this day very well. She took me out. She bought me everything I wanted because I'm spoiled. We went to eat. She's like, get whatever you want. And I'm like, of course, that's what we do. <laughs> and then we're sitting there and she's like not, she's not eating fish or drinking. And I said, well, this bitch loves seafood and liquor. What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? I'm like, are you pregnant? <laughs> and she said, yes. And I cried from the dinner table to the house. I cried the entire weekend. I'm not even a crier. I cried. I was in my room. I was ate that weekend. I cried the entire Aww. weekend. I was Aww. crying through her entire pregnancy. Just randomly in school. I'm just like, <laughs> like, like I was devastated. Like, so I understand like that shit is wild when you go from having like to share a parent. Mm. Yeah. Cause I was the only child for seven, for almost eight years. And then my mother brought home this light skinned little boy. And I was like, if you're going to bring home a baby, at least bring home a girl. I tried to, I tried to kill this little nigga. I, I threw all of my stuffed animals in his crib, trying to suffocate him. Like I never wanted him. And when my mother, again, me, me and my siblings were seven and 14 years apart. And then when I was in high school, and she hit the pregnancy. And one day we were walking down the street and my grandmother friend said, oh, so-and-so was pregnant. She said, oh, you you pregnant? And my mother said, oh, yeah. And I said, huh. Now I said, you asked me a couple of months ago if I wanted another sibling. And I said, unequivocally, no. We don't need another another motherfucker in here. No, but I, and I don't mean like competing for your father's attention. That's not what I meant. I just meant, once you have other siblings, there's, there's, um, I don't know. There's like kind of like a different negotiation, but I, I do understand what you're saying because it's like, I've gone all this time without you. So it's kind of like take it early. And that's where me and my father is right now in our relationship that, that he was my boy, but also I'm like, for somebody who's missed a lot for the choices that you've made, you're slacking and that's cool for you. But I'm cool. Yeah. I don't think that, um, I don't think that it's not that I didn't notice, right? Or it's not that things didn't hurt. So for instance, Salone, can I, can I, can I talk about when we were in band together? No? Sure. Yeah. You went to the same high school? Uh, no, 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 my father's band. Oh. Daddy's band. Our yeah. father's band. Oh, you were on the steel pins? Yeah. <laughs> She's so, on the um, <laughs> Play oh, them too. We don't. We don't need to talk that much. Uh, thank but, God. Uh, as soon as I could. <sighs> yeah. Um, Solana and I both play bass. Um, and I remember, first of all, those are some of like, talk about bonding with my siblings. That's probably when I felt most, like closest to them. Specifically closest to my step. So Salone's mother's kids. So specifically Salone and her two brothers from their mom. I think that that's probably the reason, even right now, why I still maintain relationships with them in a different way than I have relationships with my other siblings. Um, because we're in band together. But... I would remember how daddy could like 
remember so-and-so's birthday from such and such and go and buy food and this and that. And all like the band moms would come and set up and we got this and we got this and you got to sing happy birthday. Like it was a whole to do. Blocked out of my mind, by the way. A whole to do. Never remembered my birthday ever. Like to this day, I'm sure still doesn't know when I was born, but like, so those are the things that I, those are the things that I noticed. And Can those I interject? Are the, those are the things that hurt. Yeah. yeah. My dad still thinks I'm probably in my twenties. Our dad, <laughs> he has no idea when my birthday is every year. If my, listen, my mom forgot, I think, was it last year and they the year before? Yeah, I think it was last year. She forgot. She called me on the ninth, and he's like, "Yeah, happy birthday!" And I hung up because I'm like, "Wow, you have one job. You have one job. Not more so my dad, um, but my mom. Like, you have one daughter, one job. What are you? What are we doing here? Are you? Fr-? I remember I was furious, but I expect nothing less from daddy at all. I, I, I I, I'm nothing more. I should say he doesn't. He doesn't know my age. He doesn't know my brother's age. So I'm like, this is where I jump in and say that he just sucks. You understand? He just sucks as a dad. Like he does not. It's not just. It's not just you. It's it's me too. I feel neglected, and I've known this man since. You know what I'm saying? Since since I was born, I knew this was my dad, but I knew also that he took care of us, you know, financially, this and the third, but in terms of spending quality time, you know, knowing your likes and dislikes or, um, your birthdays, things that are important to you. Listen, I'm having a child. You would think that he would, you know, at least show up, you know, at, at, at the baby shower or the gender reveal or whatever. He's not, he doesn't think it's important. So it's not, it's literally not just you. It's just him as a person. He's very selfish. And I say this quite openly. I say this to his face. So I don't want you to feel like you're just forgotten when it's literally all of us. He has no idea how old I am. None, no clue, no clue. I believe that. No clue. And so the, I think this is the distinction I would make, though. And this is where the only child thing comes in, right? Because mm-hmm. comparative suffering isn't, isn't correct. right. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct, it correct. Like, mm. It's not that it doesn't matter that he forgets your birthday also. Right. right? That's not my point. Mm-hmm. My point is, I know that you are capable of remembering birthdays. Mm-hmm. And shutting the whole band down so that we can celebrate said birthday because I've watched you do it X number of times. Funny how that doesn't apply to me. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that it also doesn't apply to Salone or it doesn't apply to this person or this person or this person. But my point is he can do it. He is capable of doing it. That's so, where the selfishness comes in. Right. But see, that's where you're knowing him for the, the time that you've known him and growing up with him makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You know what Arisi said to me the other day? So at Salone's baby shower, Arisi like rocked my whole fucking that's world. That's my brother, right? by the way. Yes. Our, Arisi, my brother. Our brother. Um, 01 and 02. 01 and 02. <laughs> 01 and 02. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Arisi said to me, um, 
the difference with you, Malaika, is that you came up with love. And when you come up with love, you expect different. And we didn't expect different. Yo, I was supposed to be there for Salome celebrating my nephew coming through. I was over there like fighting back tears. I needed to call a therapist, phone a friend, right? It was the whole thing. That really hit me because he's right. I did expect better. I absolutely expect better. And more so, I feel like all of his kids have a right to accept that, mm-hmm. to expect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether that's their expectation or not is besides the point. Whether they are, they've been disappointed by him for however long or felt neglected by him for however long is besides the point. They still have a right to expect better. Yeah. Again, that's where my only child comes in. Because like, bruh, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't choose this. <laughs> Right. I didn't bust I a nut. My, I, t- I tell my parents all the time, I had nothing to do. I had no say up in that room. I had no say up in that room, love. That was y'all choice. Exactly. Right. So, but I believe you, Salome. I really do. Yeah. Can you can you not see the lovelessness in my <laughs> in the hole in my heart? You are no, dumb. No, no, seriously. But, that, but that's quite... No, I mean, like, the, the need for it it's, it's quite empty you know <laughs> it, mm. it can't be filled you know what I mean so yeah. um yeah like we weren't it can't up on be that. filled or you're afraid to want it to be filled no no, no. I want different. it to be, I do want it to be filled okay but sometimes you know people oh. who were brought up with that stuff they just don't think that you know one needs it you know because it's like oh it's expected it's expected even like right you know with my partner it's like oh you, you weren't what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> doesn't understand, can't relate. You know what I mean? Grew up with love, might not have grown up with a lot of stuff, you know, material things or whatever, but the love was always shown. In my case and in our case, you know, my two brothers and I, we weren't. Like, we were not. We Someone says, I love you. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. what's going on? Like, <laughs> what's happening here? What, like, what, what's, you what? No one says, I love you. Wait, no your mommy doesn't say no. that word again? Hold on, no. let me grab this dictionary. And say I had, the opposite. I had no. the opposite effect. My, my no. mother's side of the family, they are not affectionate. To know that we <laughs> love you and we fuck with you is if we belittle you within an inch of your life until you're crying. And then if you need something, trauma, it's provided. Trauma, trauma. So when I met my father's side of the family, those people are so affect. Like mm-hmm. it, it blew my mind. It right. blew my mind. It's always like, Oh, I love you. And if I don't say, I'm like, Oh, okay. I used to, they'd be like, Oh, love you, Shauna. And I'd be like, Oh, okay. I'll see you next time. Yeah, and it's my weird. grandmother was I'm just, like, I'm telling you. And my grandmother was like, what my paternal grandmother, she was like, you're just going to walk out the door. You're not going to give me a kiss. And I said, is that what you wanted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, then it's wild. And she would like make me kiss her on her lips. And for the, like forever, I was like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, this mm-hmm. family is I'm odd. You. But then I was like, oh, this is affection. Yeah. yeah. Never felt This it. is affection. Never and I was it. like, I said, huh? Never felt Interesting. It. Now, one thing, my father, I'm his first child. So he, I will say one thing about that man. He has many flaws. He will never not tell me the sun rises and sets on me. 
Except when he's upset. Mm. And he's like, you know how my daughter is. Like, just leave her alone. Do you know how she get? But, like, that man, if I was to post a picture right now on Facebook, <laughs> he would share it and write in Ebonics. <laughs> some shit that I can't read. But, like, the affection is always there. The words are always there. The action, however, is 100% lacking. But then as as you become older, you you kind of have to forgive your parents. Like, whatever, like, like what Malika said, like, what do I do with this? It's like, okay, you, Time I guess. Until something big comes up where it's like, okay, so. Something big already so. came up. My father, uh, the one thing that I've always wanted, and I said on this podcast, like, since I was a kid, I just wanted a picture of me graduating, with <laughs> me in the middle, and my mom and my dad. That's mm-hmm. all I ever wanted. Graduated from college. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever wanted. I'm so sorry. I invited that man to my college graduation. You know he did not show up? Yeah. I, I get it. You know he that did hurts. not show up? You know the devastation? And yeah. Thank God my grandmother was still... Oh, was she still alive? I don't know if she had just passed... No, she was still alive. And she went off on him for me. Because I think he was at some woman's house. And I was just like, what a way... Mm-hmm. That's when I realized I was like, your words mean absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> like they mean absolutely. He gave you words. He gave you words. Yeah. He gave you hope. Mine. And, and me and my father, I was like, cause you know, black, like whatever people have women, especially have like this daddy syndrome. So I was uh-huh. always like, I know my father. I know what my dad. And then I was like, well, what does a father actually mean? Uh-huh. What is it that he was supposed, like, what is it? So you can't give me financially. And I understand that. And, I come and by no means is like my mother's side of the family like rich or anything, but they have money. They have things. They they're driven by such material possession and an unwavering support of showing up when shit is rocky for you. I would give them that. <laughs> but I was like, okay, what he gives, I was like, you can't give financially. You do give an affection. And he did take me in when my mother threw me out because she was being petty because I had a relationship with him. And she was like, well, go live with him. And he said, she will. So I went and lived with him and his girlfriend and her fucked up kids in the project. When I tell you, I am still traumatized to that. But I was like, at least he did that. And I'm like, okay, you can show up in other ways. But at some point you have to give more. I felt entitled to more. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I don't ask for much. Mm-hmm. so you have to show up in the ways that mm-hmm. I just need you to show and I'm not asking for much yeah. so then I was like well he is a father of mine but he not a dad mm. and that's exactly how I feel yeah. you know what's crazy what you're saying that I was going through the flashes of my life like my graduations <laughs> he, didn't come to, he didn't come to any graduation except fourth grade but whatever but I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, it's so crazy because I always say when I'm dating, so I don't ask for much and I should ask for much. And it was like this thing that I was almost proud of. Why, why am I so proud? I should, I should ask for everything. But as you're saying this, I'm like, fucking, I too got daddy issues. Because I- <laughs> <laughs> this nigga done set me up for failure. <laughs> I thought, I thought I had a good grasp on things. And I'm like, I don't be asking for nearly enough. Probably because this nigga wasn't giving me enough to, to know mm-hmm. to ask for more. Mm-hmm. Because he has said things to me. If he said, if a man won't marry you, don't be with him. He has said, like, he has given me, like, you know, gems of dating. 
but he never said <laughs> to ask for ask for more because he ain't giving shit. Right. I mean, he's much better now. My dad, who my dad now is like he gives me everything, and I ask for a lot too. He said, "Hey, can you come by and get my Home Depot card and go buy, 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 go buy me some tissue?" He's like, "Yes." So now I ask him for everything. I ask him for the most ridiculous things, but. It's all coming together now. <laughs> it's all coming together At now. At least he'll say yes. Yeah. Mine? Listen, so, yeah. I just had a... Well, I, I didn't realize how much it would affect me. Okay, so we had the gender reveal August 14th. Do you know that my father came from Guyana? First of all, he lives here <laughs> in, in the United States of America. But you would think that he lives in the uh, Republic of Guyana. Cool. <laughs> I, I get it. Okay, so him coming back, it's like okay, so you're you're here for the gender reveal. We're gonna find out, you know, the sex of your millionth grandchild. I guess you don't care. You have so many, it doesn't really matter. But do you know that man was in the house and did not come out for the celebration? He was he traveled from Guyana to the Americas to sit in the house and not find out what I was having. His last girl. Oh, I'm sorry. His last his last child that was born a female. Uh you didn't come out because you don't care. You know, that's what I got. Fine. He's like, yes, I was um I was at the window. I see everything, Daddy, but you were yeah, not he was out- at the window. Yeah, but you were not outside. Like I don't understand what do you mean you're at the window? Would I see everything, girl. I see everything when they bust the balloon and all them thing that I'm like, okay. But again, you weren't outside. Cool. No problem. You were here. Now, this is August, September, October, November, December. You have four months to know that there's a, a baby shower that's going to be, you know, thrown for us, for me. And I'm like, you know what? Shits and giggles. I call him a week before. I was like, so daddy, you're not you're really not coming. He's like, no, girl, I got a lot of things to do. Um, it's just me here in Guyana. Um, uh, for You know what? You know what it is? It is only in America that y'all just pay attention to these nonsense. Nonsense. Got it. Copy. <laughs> also, Men don't even go to baby showers. I said, Daddy, I hung up. I hung up with a quickness because it's like, I understand it might not mean a lot to you, but you act like I'm popping out my my, my fourth kid. You know what I mean? I get that. It's like a first for me and it's a lot. This is probably the biggest thing in my life that I probably will ever do. You know what I mean? Like ever. And you're not there and it doesn't matter to you. You know what I mean? It does not matter to you. So like, where is the... What, what, whatever mattered to you, nothing ever mattered to you, but I've never done anything as big. Oh, you didn't come to this graduation. You didn't do this. I didn't celebrate my 16th, my 18th, my 21st. My, I didn't do any of those things. So it didn't really, it didn't really like register to me that I cared that much. But last week really showed me like, whoa, this thing, I don't give a fuck about you at all. So you know, he's a father, but he's definitely not a dad. And I too have daddy issues. 
have daddy issues. Like, you know, I'm with a, a, a partner that takes such good care of his kids and he knows their every needs. And, you know, he might not be with their mom, but they would never feel like their father doesn't care about them. And it's, it's mm. just, I just see the, the, the difference in like, y'all not even together and y'all get love from both sides. Like that is crazy to me. Like, you know, I, as the, the kid, me would be so envious, like, wow, wow. Your parents are not together, but you feel so much. He goes out of his way, my partner for his children. And I've never seen that done with two parents in household with us. Never, mm. ever, 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 ever. So I, I don't know. Oh, we all got, you got an interesting ride ahead of you then. Honey. Because there's no way mm-hmm. that you will have to navigate kind of being jealous of your kid at some point. Well, you know what? I'm going to just leave. I'm going to just drop Which this parents- kid off and leave because clearly he's going to be good. Let me oh, say sorry, this. What? Wait, hold on. What hold on, Tyler. Are you wait, speaking wait. now? Ty, let me say this. Sloan is a Debbie mama. Debbie. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I said I asked her for a, <laughs> I asked her for a, a buddy pass to Nigeria for August or July. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying two of my coworkers are gonna, they're going to be going home during that time. I want to go hang out with them, whatever. She says I'm going. I'm like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your child will be seven months old. Where the fuck are you going? Right. She goes, I'm like, it's not he, you, you're not going anywhere. You got to be okay. fucking breastfeeding, pumping and dumping, loving on your newborn baby. Like cut the shit. Like stop, stop, stop. You know what though? <laughs> Here's what I will say. I feel like y'all are underestimating Salome <laughs> because for all her shit and for all her shit talk, like, Salone is like, I feel like Salone, you won't see Salone. <laughs> I feel like, like this. Oh, we know. No, we know. No, we know. That. We know. She don't know. She don't she know. Like, is, she gaslights us as if, like, like, like we like we literally as adults didn't see our mother, like our mothers <laughs> give birth. Like me and Asia. I'm like, no, like you you're not gonna want to leave that baby. Yeah. Yes, she's a liar. Guys, guys, the baby will be in good hands. You see the father's amazeballs with the kids. You know what else I will say? Because not for nothing, my, so that crew, Salone and her two brothers, a one and oh two. That crew. That crew. <laughs> my father has multiple crews. <laughs> he has crews of one, crews of three, crews of four, crews of six. <laughs> They've got a crew of three going on, right? But that crew, they're like, I don't, maybe it's because our father is still married to their mom, or I don't know what that is. Like, they're still technically a is family or whatever. whatever. Is he? Is he? Oof. Not going to touch it. <laughs> Not mine to speak on. But what I, what I was going to say is, in terms of a, a real kind of emotional maturity, and I know Salome doesn't see it. I know she doesn't. But I can tell you from the outside looking in to that unit, they are probably some of the most emotionally mature people that I know. And like... Like I said, when Arisi was like, that's because you grew up with love and you know to expect, like, I, 
that's not a thing that I would ever be able to say to myself. That's not a, a realization that I would just have. You know what I mean? It, it shows or it displays a kind of emotional maturity to even have that language. So when Simone is like articulating this thing about like, oh, I've never celebrated this thing or that thing or this thing. I never celebrate myself, but I want to celebrate this. And it hurts that you like, don't give a fuck enough to come. Yo, like that's not language. (laughs) When I was feeling that way, that's not language that I had. It just wasn't. It wasn't language that I had to say to myself. It wasn't language that I had to say to anybody else. It wasn't language that I like that I had to sort of share. You know what I mean? What I did was withdraw. What I did was internalize my feelings. What I did was have it fuel my own negative self-talk. And that's not to say that that doesn't happen with Salona or my brothers either. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it does. But the fact that it also fuels this sort of emotional awareness. Like watching, watching Osafo, I guess he's O2, with his daughter. Like when I watch the kind of men that they are, when I watch Salone interact, maybe less with her family, but very much so with her friends, it says to me, some. it's a very different narrative than what you would expect from folks who have this sort of internalized neglect mm-hmm. and abandonment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important to highlight because there are a lot of different choices that people can make with the kind of cards that we were dealt. And I, I feel like they made really good choices. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're such a clown. Look at you. You look so uncomfortable. No, no, no. I'm not a clown. Well, you know, with the baby. I'm bleeding my back. I just took my sugar. You know what I mean? Like, I <laughs> took my sugar test, you know, got the good old pouch. <laughs> That's what I just did. I'm like, oh, shit. But, uh. Don't deflect. I'm not Don't deflect. I'm not. Sit in that. Yeah. No, no, I'm good. No, no. I, and and I, I agree with her. There's so many um choices that you know i could have what what is it off the wagon on the wagon what what is it what is the bad one off the wagon i could have been off the wagon a long time ago (laughs) you know okay jerry (laughs) no but i'm like why are we talking about wagons no No, but seriously there's a lot of choices i could i could have made i could I think what I do mostly is embrace the comedy in it in it all because if I don't, I would not be able. Like I, I rather laugh about it and make a joke or make a light about it than feed into it and feed into my depression even more because that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help me. And God knows I am a depressed human being and um, I have to laugh about it because shit is comical. Like, what the fuck? What what the fuck is this life? What am I going to do about it? I got to laugh about it. And again, this is why my sister and I, we don't talk about things that really like affect us until recently. We're like, wow, we're really fucked up, huh? I even, I even, 
I even suggested like sibling therapy because shit, we, we yeah. gotta go through this shit together because this is this is crazy. But that's yeah. only because you know I'm, we're getting older and you know the the shit that we've repressed is now like coming yeah. full force because we've never dealt with any of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've always always dealt with stuff like through comedy and laughter but she has I can she, does, she does not laugh at matter no more <laughs> right it's when the she hee hee ha ha right? run out right. and it's the, the tears start coming yeah. you're like oh and I didn't realize didn't I say this last week you gotta stop you gotta stop numbing yourself because then you will be do. in the middle of the motherfucking supermarket balling like it is not fun it, it, yeah. it's true and I find myself like you know cry, like crying um, like uncontrollably like recently and I'm like oh you know let's just chalk it up to the hormones and guys let me tell you I've been thinking about like childbirth I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do you know I got the birth plan this time the third but obviously things can go awry things don't always go as planned but I'm finding myself um, even more so deviating from the pain of childbirth into what postpartum will be and that is where mm. I am l- currently living in and wondering, like, am I going to be, like, so despondent? Like, what, will I throw the child? Will I just stare at it? Like, will I touch it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, will I touch him? What will I do? Because I don't know. Because you're dealing with prior depression and going into something. And it's not like I'm not talking to anyone. It's not like I'm not doing anything about it. But... How will that be for me? I yeah. don't know. And I'm like, you know, fuck the childbirth. It's you gotta come out anyway. Whatever. It's gonna hurt. I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna cry. It'll be instantaneous, you know, in instantaneous re- relief once he's out. But what do I do after? So this is where I'm the space I'm in right now. And it's making me like very anxious, very I don't know how I'll be. And this all goes back to like, you know, past traumas and anxiety. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on YouTube. We are at From the Burrows Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, engage, and don't forget, we love y'all play cousins. Bye.